everyone, this is Austin Schur here with We Write About Music, and today I'm here with Don Mastro. He has just put out his newest EP titled Uncanny Valley, and I am super excited to talk to him about it. Don, thank you so much for making it. How are you doing today? I'm doing phenomenal. I'm out here enjoying nature and life. How are you yeah, doing, man. Austin? I am doing great. I am in a room, and I wish that I had your background right now because it is beautiful. That is not what my background looks like. Yeah, I love understandable. it. Understandable. It looks fantastic. Um, yeah, man. So obviously, I brought you on because I want to talk all about this record and to Wonderful. sort of kick things off here. I and I was just saying this before, but this is one of the most upbeat and generally fun feeling records that i've heard in a while i, I loved it from start thank to finish you. thank you was was that the initial goal when planning its creation it's funny i recorded this place temper mill it's in ferndale michigan and uh this you know where the white stripes got started kid rock got started of course, of course. it's uh <laughs> to get back to your point it's a little bit pricey but i have a bunch of demos and all these things just sitting and so oh, i take them there sometimes and i get my band in there and we play it so really to answer your question i just took some demos that i had that i was like yeah. all right i kind of want to do these and just hopped right in there i didn't plan for it to be this way i didn't know it was going to be an ep i didn't know what it was going to be if it was going to be a single but i just I brought them that. In. yeah i love that man you keep it loose you don't know what's going to happen oh and yeah it's always great to have those demos around because you never know when the mood's going to strike and you're just hey let's make a record uh, well, in that case, that sort of brings me to my next thing. I want to talk about the lyrics on the record, and I think I answered my own question, but is there an overarching message that you're trying to get across here from song to song? Not necessarily from song to song. I think each individual song speaks for itself. I mean, I won't necessarily break it down too much to where I don't give the listener their own understanding of it, but, you know, um, Treetops is kind of self-explanatory. First of all, all of my song lyrics almost come from just um, thin air. I mean, <laughs> it just materializes onto the song. But so for Treetops, the opening one, it kind of explores this theme of wishing who you knew that your friends were um, because, you know, it's a crazy world out there and you never know who's spreading what about you or what's being said. So yeah, I think it's a song that a lot of people can relate to. Immortals by the Sea. That was a song that I wrote for an ex, actually. And it, it, it essentially, I mean, if you really think about it, it sums up that kind of relationship like, hey, I hope you're still doing well or immortal, you know, that kind of, like I said, I want to give people their own meaning to it, but a lot of them are self-explanatory. <laughs> I get that. Well, I mean, aside from everything, Treetops is one of the best, like, record openers that I've heard in a long time as well. Really? Just, obviously, like, the EP itself is great, and I'll say that a million times, and hopefully Thank it you. doesn't get old. But just, like, this being the introduction from me to you and your music, Treetops was the perfect intro of, like, oh, I see what I'm getting into here, and I love it. So that was awesome. That's uh, wonderful. Yeah, man. I want to talk about the production on this record as well. And oh, I also want you to shout out your bandmates because, damn, like the instrumentation is wild. But let, let's focus on the production here. Uh, do you do all your production and do you have any outside help putting things together? So when it comes to production and composition, it is not all me, essentially. Um, I compose my own songs. I play bass and I do vocals, play keys, do what I can. Sure. But... 
I formulate these ideas and I bring them to my bandmates who we'll talk about, but I essentially compose these songs. And when it comes to production, I produce all these tracks myself. Engineering, from an engineering standpoint, my engineer is a Grammy-nominated, wonderful gentleman, Jake Shives out of Temper Mill, like I mentioned. And the mastering specialist is Dave Feeney, who's also, he's a Grammy winner, one with Loretta Lynn and Jack White. Oh, wow. Okay. Uh, it's so from a production standpoint, yeah, I'm sitting behind, you know, Jake <laughs> right, right. and I want this pan here, that pan there. I want this kind of sound, but we hashed out together. And I have some phenomenal musicians on this specific album. It's two gentlemen from a band called Crown Vic. They're out of West Virginia. Oh, it's okay. a hard, it's actually a hardcore band, which I think is funny. I'm not knocking the genre whatsoever, oh. but the instrumentation that they provide on my tracks and the skills that they have, I don't want to say this to be rude, but like it's being missed out on the genre that they're in because these guys are like top of the top. They are so talented. Yes. They need to be on like a pop stage being playing behind <laughs> Taylor Swift or someone. I mean, I, I could not possibly agree more <laughs> like on treetops specifically. It's I mean, not to take away from you, but I do need to shout them out because like yeah. I was almost distracted by just like shredding in the background, <laughs> just absolute like they almost weren't playing with the song in a sense, like they were playing their own thing and you were singing over them. But throughout the record, it's just like groovy bass lines and shredding guitars and massive drums and everything just came together so perfectly. Like huge shout out to them. I think you're totally right. They need to maybe step away for a sec. And uh, but, you know, yeah, that's for another time. Of course. And I will mention that piggybacking off of your point, that's a very astute observation because <laughs> that track was always known and always recorded as an instrumental track. And then before I took it in to be mixed, I was like, you know, I might want to add some vocals to this. So that was the, I mean, these tracks are from 2019. Okay. And okay. I sat on them. I did some other stuff in between and then I took them back to temper mill. So, I mean, these are old tracks. So it was always an instrumental. And then I thought, you know, that'd be fun to add, but I mean, the instrumentation is just, when, when I have those two guys, it's always A1. You know, it's like yeah, it's right. like I'm in some L.A. studio with some <laughs> totally. musician. Right. Have they played on other works of yours? Oh, they've played on um, everything that I've done on a temper mill. So everything off of, okay, the, cool. off of the Don Mastro album. This is an EP. And Taylor's been on a lot of my stuff. Lane hasn't been on as much. Lane is the drummer. So Taylor can very easily, you know, plug in at home and record something for me. But Lane... Sure drum kit it's a little bit more dicey yeah. it was on a lot of my stuff but nice. um yeah nice all right well let's see you've been fairly prolific and consistent with your releases uh so Thanks. i've seen and not to take away from this record but do you have anything else in the works do you have the urge to keep putting out more music in the short term i'm gonna see you in october or november because i have hell yeah the most <laughs> I, I just have the, the strangest but coolest Christmas covers album coming out with the same musicians. <laughs> and that's awesome. But it's not the covers that you think it'd be. It's not like the normal stuff. It's a sure. little bit of, you know, Don Mastro me. I know we haven't really like delved into who I am and I'll leave that, but you know, crooner yeah. glam kind of thing. 
I love Goodfellas. I love, you know, I got Italian heritage. Um, even have like Bells of St. Mary's, which is a very short snippet of audio in the movie Goodfellas. But I was like, I love this song. It's by the Drifters. It's the B-side okay. to White Christmas. Um, and that's phenomenal. And if you're honestly asking, I mean, the rest of my discography, quite frankly, for an unsigned artist who really, I don't think I have much recognition whatsoever. I think I'm putting out some really different stuff because I, I'm not afraid of music theory and I'm not afraid of genres. I have country yeah. stuff out there. I have jazz stuff out there. I have R&B stuff out there. I have things in every single facet of genre. And on top of that, I don't care if it goes into a different time signature or a different key. I love it. I do a ton of stuff like that. No, man, I totally get that. And I say this all the time in all my other interviews, but it doesn't matter how many people like you or how many people listen to you. You're making music for you because you enjoy doing it. 100%. And as for keeping things to a specific genre, like that's just not the way that the music industry is right now. Oh. If you start only making pop music or only making rock music, people, when they do discover you, are going to be like, oh, he only makes that. But right now you're kind of playing the field and showing the audience what you can do and what you're great at. You get the feedback and then you go from there. You know what I mean? I think if I were the number one musician in the entire world on all the Billboard charts, I think <laughs> I would still not conform to any genre. I mean, I just, that's not how my mind works. And I think it's very fun to delve into things and try and be the best at all of them. I mean, like, down by the river in the dockside, that's a country tune. Yeah. Or Moodles by the Sea, you can say, you know, that has rap in it and it's more of an R&B flavor. Um, you look at my older stuff off so far, and that's all rock. And some of it's like acoustic folk. I mean. Hey, man, you can do it all. And it brings me back to what you said about not knowing you, which is coincidentally the next thing I wanted to talk about. I don't yeah. know you. This is our first time meeting. But I want to know about your upbringing in music. I want to know what you like specifically. I want to know about your inspirations and what even spurred making this. Like, why did you pick these songs? Just give me the background. Give me the, give me the elevator pitch on you. You know, it's funny. My grandfather was a phenomenal Spanish guitarist. That's the Puerto Rican heritage in me. And the Italian heritage in me, I went on Ancestry and did all that stuff. I found out that they were musicians, too. But they can tell you that. I, I, I don't think anyone did that. <laughs> it was on the okay. Ellis Island stuff. Okay, okay. Here, and their occupation was listed as musician. The reason I bring that up is because until I was a sophomore in college, I actually went to college to play football. Um, I was a punter on my high school team. Yeah. I was recruited and chosen to play Division II football in Tiffin, Ohio. And one day during my sophomore year, I picked up my bass. It was just a Squire bass. And I brought it because my other football players played guitar and it was fun and we'd do it after practice. And uh, I picked up that bass and I could not set the damn thing down. I mean, I never really played it, but I picked it up my sophomore year and I just could not set that thing down. And I stuck with it and I interviewed for the music department at Tiffin. And it was funny because I play with my thumb and, you know, a bass player plays sure, with sure. Yeah. I played with my thumb. And so I'm getting laughed out of the building. They're laughing at me. They're like, no, no, no. So I go home. I'm so pissed off. I go home for the summer. I teach myself how to play all Led Zeppelin songs, and all the Rush songs and all that stuff. I'm like, I need to do this. I need to do it with these two fingers. I come back. 
and I made all their scholarship groups. I'm playing in gospel choir. I'm playing in DFX. I'm playing in most things. But that that shows my dedication to learning a craft. But in regards to the music, I referenced my ancestry because my songs come from nowhere. I mean, when I say that my lyrics come from nowhere, my songs come from nowhere also. I mean, they just materialize. All of it materializes. I, I don't really have any rhyme or reason for any of the songs I've written. But when I write them, they're just right. I mean, it, it's almost like my body's just putting out what I need to put out at that time because it encapsulates what I'm feeling. It encapsulates my thoughts and my mind, but it's not a conscious kind of deal. Keep in mind, some of these were written with a band too, but the vast majority, I think I have something like 32 songs out, or when I release this, I'll have 32 or 34. And I would say that at least probably 28 of them, 26 to 28 of them were just written by me. And in, in, what I mean by written by me is in a band setting. I mean, instead of me writing something in a band setting, this is just me in my room, like, okay, I think that yeah, this yeah. is cool. And then I get my guys in here, but it just, to answer your question, there is no rhyme or reason. It just, it, it comes from me. I love that. I love that. It keeps it fresh and it keeps it original and it always keeps you innovating for the next big thing or whatever you, whatever you want to do. Again, because if it feels like a job, if you feel like you're get, you're going in your room and you start creating and this is work, then it kind of takes the fun out of it a little bit. Exactly. Um, I do want to talk about like your actual musical inspirations, who you grew up listening to, and even if there was a specific artist uh, that sort of shaped you into the musician that you've turned into today. Hmm, that's a tough one. I mean... I guess it could be broken down into different facets, like stylistically bass playing. I go by the three Johns, which is John Deacon from Queen, John Entwistle from The Who, and John Paul Jones from Led Zeppelin. I've heard that before. That's great. The three Johns. Those are wonderful. But when it comes to music, I mean, I talked about my Puerto Rican heritage. I mean, I don't have any single. I listen to John Coltrane, to Metallica, to Hector Lavoe to, you know, the Smiths to, I mean, I'm naming some basic stuff here, but like even- It doesn't matter. It's a melting pot of your listening that's turned you into what you make. I really think that the reason I bounce between keys and bounce between time signatures and bounce between genres is just because I don't have anything that I really listen to specifically. I listen to every single thing I possibly can. Right. Um, So I'm constantly influenced. I constantly want to delve into new things and it's just never, it's, it's never been a constant for me. It's always been a, it's always been a progression. I like that. All right. So tell me this then, now that you've made this decision to be an artist and a musician, is there one thing specifically that you enjoy about it the most from start to finish? I think just the expression and, um, I think it's a big part of the, just the expression of it because I don't know how I would get any of this. I don't know how I creatively exhaust myself in any other way beyond this. Okay. Like there's nothing other creatively in your life that would be as good of an output, you mean? I, I love to write. I love to, you know, film. I love to do all these things, but nothing really encapsulates who I am and what I'm going through and what I'm feeling okay. than my music. All right. Okay, so you're in Michigan and things tend to be opening up for the most part. I know that there's shows getting planned and you've, you know, kind of amassed this discography. 
do you have plans to get out there and tour or is that already something that you have going on even local shows that's very tough um i guess almost one of the reasons i wanted to speak with you is just to put myself on a stage but it, it really is tough my guys are from ohio and i'm yeah. here and i do a lot of stuff at home I do a lot of stuff releasing, you know, I, I have videos planned. I'd love to be live. I used to play live all the time. I was in a, I've been in phenomenal bands watching for Foxes on top when we played live and they've been really phenomenal shows. I think that that is, it's almost like that problem of the Beatles, you know, the Beatles and I'm not comparing sure. myself to any. No, no, no. Yeah. But they became a studio band very quickly because of what they wanted to achieve in the totally. studio. I would love to be live. I think to be live, I would need some label recognition and some kind of a budget because my music is just not, see, I, I play the songs on bass and I write the songs on bass and I play bass and I sing, but if I were to be live, I would love to have like that Talking Heads. I'm very inspired by the Talking Heads. I absolutely love them. Stop yeah. making sense. I would love a big band behind me and you know, a bunch of my guys and someone playing bass is the point I was making too. Like I wouldn't even want to play bass. I'd want to be up there really conduct that thing and being the front man. Um, so at this point in time, it's all about content creation. Like I said, I have so much of my discography and I have the Christmas coming up. Um, I'd like to talk about my future releases past this, but um, playing live is, like I said, a real treat, I think. And yeah. if that were achievable, I really think that it's on a whole different level and a lot of different um, sounds out there. I have some great musicians and some really different songs. Putting them in a set list together, very, you know. Now, I'm really happy with the answer that you just gave because you're extremely right. And it's something that I would have said regardless is your music is not something that can be stripped down to just like, oh, well, it's an open mic night, so I guess I'll just get up there with my bass. I'll be honest, it's not gonna translate well. It's not gonna have that same impact that the studio performance is going to have. It's not going to convey the same energy as having the guys behind you and doing the thing. And I really think that it would benefit you to wait till where you can do that and it can be how you want it to be. I imagine your stage show as like more of an experience than a, than a standard concert, like very glam rocky in a way. And you're gonna, you're gonna, like, you're gonna remember it at the end of it. Well, I talk about my whole uh, crooner glam kind of mixture here. I love to dress, you know, in the typical Italian style, John Gotti, you know, Sam, you know, Sammy the Bull, whatever, uh, Lucky Luciano. But I also love to wear this makeup and love to be who I am. It's, it's a flamboyant thing, but it's funny that you mentioned that because when you talk about elevator pitches, I mean, that really is it. If, if I were able to bring this on a broad scale, this is something that is, I don't think it's really out there right now because transitioning, I mean, it's something for everybody and piggybacking off of that, like even my next endeavor regards kind of like dance and disco music. And, yeah. oh, I, I, I've been very, like I said, I've been very influenced by talking heads I've been listening uh, to, you know, Cities and Swamp and all that stuff. And uh, it's like, I really love how when they pan to the crowd, everyone's always dancing. I really want to get people on their feet. But um, this is my elevator pitch in a way because... Yeah, man, I get it. 
Yeah. <laughs> it's tough, though, because, well, then you even think, you know, far in the future about putting a set list together. And then you've got so much music from so many different genres. It, I mean, I, like, this is great. I love doing this. But a dream job would be taking someone's music and creating just the perfect flowing set list. Really? Oh, yeah, man. I mean, think about it. Like, you can't start off on a too high of a note. You don't want to peak at the beginning. And then you don't want to throw in a weird slow jam somewhere to where it brings the energy down too much. It's got to flow perfectly. And for someone like you that is eventually going to have so much music spanning so many genres, you have to you know, make that decision before you actually get out there. If I ever have that opportunity and that blessing ever comes, I mean, you seem like you know what you're talking about. I would love to involve you in something like that, quite please, frankly. Please, um, please. You know, I just, you're right when it when you're talking about it, it would be an experience because it really would be. I mentioned how I played football, and I'm not trying to come off as any kind of, you know, any, anything at all here. What I'm saying is I know how to control my diet and stuff like if. <laughs> sure, sure. If I had that opportunity, bam, like it, it really would be an experience. I'd be you know, physically ready, I'd be dressed ready, I'd have my band ready, and it would be something truly special to behold, in my opinion. Um, well, then I will say I am looking forward to that day. Wherever it may be, I will be there to witness it in person. <laughs> so, all right, man, so I've only got a couple more left for you at this point, but I want to know, we are a little more than halfway through this year, which is just wild to say. Every time I say it, it blows my mind. <laughs> Aside from the music, how are you working on yourself as a person? As a person, I mean, I take it one day at a time. We all have our struggles. We all have our downfalls, our, you know, our uphill battles. But by the same token, we all have our blessings and our things that really keep us grounded and also keep us elevated. That being said, myself as a person, I'm a very simple guy. I live here in Michigan. I think, like I mentioned earlier, if I were the number one seller and this, you know, number one billboard person, I'd still just want to live in modest, you know, I'd, I'd still want to live out here in a nice little area and little, you know, townhouse or something like that, ranch style. I love to go on hikes around here. It's very hilly. I love to walk around. I mean, that's that's the person who I am. And that's a lot of my inspiration. I, one thing I realized about my album covers is they all kind of have a lot of green in them in regard to they're all outdoors. And I think that kind of encapsulates me. I'm not a naturist. I'm not, you know, a big hiker or anything like that. But around here, it's just so beautiful. I think it's easy to work on yourself as a person when you can meditate and enjoy the scenery so much as it is around here. I love that. That's a great answer. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> all right don i want to wrap things up here with a question that i like to close all my talks out with is yeah. so for the person that is going to discover you from this and for mm -hmm. the person that is going to dive into your music for the first time what is an opening message that you would like to say to them as they enter your world that you've created i think uh the first thing that you know i'm a firm believer in just saying the first thing that comes to your mind and what I thought of while you were asking that question was, it's for me and it's for you. I write all these songs for myself. These are my thoughts, my feelings, where I'm at in life and the sounds that come to my ears when I'm just in silence. But 
I don't write these songs specific. I, I write these songs for me, but it's for everybody. I mean, I think everybody can take, I think that's what great music is all about is that anybody can take their own meaning from it. And it's all very personal experiences. And even the most gibberish of my songs, like Ziggy's, for example, which is a single, <laughs> I mean, that feels like gibberish, but to me, it means something. And I think that anyone listening can really grab hold to what I'm saying um, in any genre. It, it just, anyone who listens can find something that appeals to them and it'll speak to them. And I know that because I write it with love. Well said, very well said. Thank you. Don, thank you so much for your time. It, this has been an absolute pleasure to get to know you and your music. And I sincerely can't wait to, to hear what else comes out. And I feel like probably be something on the way soon enough. Thank you. Yes. Yeah. I'm thinking, um, I didn't even mention this, but I have another release coming after Uncanny Valley in August. It's going to be, I produced, Prolific. yeah, I produced a jazz song and then I said, you know, what would be real good. It's Latin jazz actually. Hey, said, okay. You know, what would be real good with this Latin jazz is someone rapping Spanglish over it. So I didn't actually give him a mention. I know I mentioned Taylor, Taylor and uh, Lane, but also Luchi Damas was a phenomenal rapper. He was on Immortals by the Sea. He's on this other track. Um, you will hear from me soon, but that is an absolute, I mean, that's Spanish. I mean, that's like when I'm talking about, I go in different genres. That's some Spanish Latin jazz. Um, I have no I, doubt it will be great. So I'll send it to you. I have the Christmas Please. stuff too. And I would love to speak with you very soon. I mean, yeah, man, let's do it. Wonderful. For everyone watching out there, in the now uncanny valley should be out by the time this comes out so please yeah. listen to that please listen to the rest of dawn's music it is a treat and i would just say buckle up for a wild ride on what's to come thank you thank you so much again for your time i really appreciate it i really appreciate you i will say one thing is please, my please. Uncal uncanny valley is out august 7th which is the day that this guy was born um hey, happy almost <laughs> birthday thank you but Austin, you're a pleasure to speak to, and I would love to share my next projects with you. Um, Please do. I look forward to speaking with you in the future. You are the man. All thank right. You. you have a great rest of your day. We'll speak soon. You too. Thank you. Yeah. yeah.